This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. Bobby McFerrin is a renowned vocalist and Grammy Award-winning songwriter behind Don't Worry, Be Happy. But he's not the only notable McFerrin who has made waves in the music industry. KEXP's Dusty Henry spoke with two of his children to learn more about their family history. The music business is often a family business. It's not uncommon to find parents, children, and siblings working together in the music industry. They've become some of the most iconic pop culture dynasties, like the Jacksons. The Gallagher Brothers. And two different Carter families. There's a bright day on a sunny side too. So we meet with the darkness and strife. In the case of the McFerrin family, it's a legacy that spanned generations and genres. You might recognize the name Bobby McFerrin and this number one Billboard hit from 1988. Don't Worry, Be Happy was the first a cappella song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It also won three Grammys, including Song and Record of the Year. But that's just one of his many accomplishments. Bobby is capable of polyphonic overtone singing. That means he can sing multiple notes at the same time. He also combines this with beatboxing, so he can do stuff like this. He's performed with legends like Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, Yo-Yo Ma, and numerous prestigious symphonies, all while continuing musical educational work all across the country. Recently, he was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award by the Recording Academy. And that's all before we get to some of his greatest works yet, his children. I know it's a fight to try and listen. That's his daughter, Madison, singing over a production by his son, Taylor. Taylor and Madison have continued the McFerrin musical tradition, forging solo careers of their own. They also have a third sibling, Javon, an actor you might have seen on the screen on BET and Hamilton on Broadway. Before we get into all their solo works, I talked with Taylor and Madison to learn more about their family legacy and what it was like to grow up at McFerrin. Yeah, music was always on in the house. Uh, My dad... He, I never saw him set aside time to rehearse. He was always just singing, like, throughout the day. Kind of, he would have some vocal lines he would just be doing over and over in different octaves. But he, I never even took it as him practicing. He's just, like, a musical person. I hadn't even really noticed that he was singing all the time until... One of my best friends who I've known since I was three, and she was like, yeah, he was just always singing all the time. And she relayed that to me, and I was like, oh, wow, he really was singing all the time. Though their dad clearly had a love for music and singing growing up, Taylor and Madison didn't think twice about his job being out of the ordinary. Like, I decided I wanted to be a singer when I was five. And I know that that's just because we were constantly going to dad's concerts. 
When Madison studied music in college, she started watching videos of her dad performing and had a whole new appreciation and perspective for his talent. When you hear it all the time, sometimes as a little kid, you might be a little annoyed. (laughs) 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 And so then it takes a second as an adult with the more understanding of the world and more understanding of music to be like, oh, wow, this guy is a genius. No, when you hear things over and over, it's your norm as a child. And the more I got into music and music making and checking out other artists and other singers, then I would come back and see one of his shows and be like, wow, this I didn't understand what was really going on here. You know, when he would do like duo shows with Chick Corea and they're just like going all sorts of places with complete musical freedom. It's hard to understand how how much dedication to a craft it takes to reach the level where you're just like completely exploring on a really high level. So it, it's it's kind of been great to experience that. And I'm in I'm actually in phase three of that now because I have a one and a half year old child and we were playing him my dad's music a lot at his earliest months and now he's obsessed with just listening to my dad my dad's music and watching YouTubes. Like it's it's adorable. But I, I've now watched YouTubes of my dad performing like more than I ever possibly thought could be in the cards for me now I'm kind of revisiting a lot of stuff again and and it's been really refreshing because now I'm actually watching him The McFerrin family legacy goes back another generation as well. Bobby's father, Robert McFerrin Sr., was a renowned baritone opera singer. Robert Sr. was the first black man to sing at the Metropolitan Opera. He worked with Sidney Poitier as a singing voice on the film adaptation of Porgy and Bess among numerous other accomplishments. Taylor says his father grew up in a much more disciplined musical family. They had to, like, practice, 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 learn all their stuff, and um, they definitely put my dad through the rigors of, you know, just learning all the theory and basics and going to music school from a young age. The biggest thing I I take away is just just pride (laughs) in how amazing it is that of his accomplishments and there's a couple of YouTubes that are like mini documentaries on him that I I've show people sometimes because it's it wasn't actually something my dad necessarily talked about a lot growing up as a kid it was just kind of it's like a factoid we know yeah, our grandpa <laughs> yeah um, and I think my dad probably had uh, some growing pains to deal with that as well because his father was so accomplished and so esteemed and I think my dad started off in in kind of the jazz world and he probably had some similar to how I grew up like making beats and that wasn't necessarily the the lane my dad was in um you feel a little bit disconnected in terms of just like the musical worlds you're in but I, I think one thing that's been interesting for me to experience getting older is and my dad probably went through this as well with his father is 
the older you get, you end up saying how much your worlds are connected. Madison points out that it wasn't just their grandfather who shared their legacy, but also their grandmother, Sarah McFerrin. She was also a very accomplished singer as well and was oftentimes accompanying our grandpa on the piano and really helped sharpen his technique and approach. You know, she's uh, recognized by the state of California as like a top vocalist and used to sing backgrounds with Sam Cooke when she was in her early 20s. So, you know, even more than just our grandpa being a vocalist, our grandma was a vocalist as well, vocal coach. And I know that a lot of that got passed down through dad and to us. With all this musical history within their family, both Madison and Taylor found their own ways to music. Much like how Bobby strayed from the style of music his father played, Taylor found himself drawn to hip hop and jazz. I grew up in an era where, you know, hip hop was what was on the radio for for me and my generation. And my version of kind of singing to myself around the house was I would like beatbox, but kind of to myself too, not really like performing for anybody. So I was always kind of doing beats in my head. So then my entrance in the music was in high school. I kind of turned into the kid in my class that would make beats for my friends that, you know, wanted to rap. I would try to like impress them. At the time, it didn't really necessarily feel connected to my dad because he wasn't into hip hop at all or that he wouldn't know about like an MPC and like sampling or any of that stuff. And I, that turned into my personal kind of space where I was just trying to make beats. After his parents caught him a beat machine for Christmas and a hand-me-down keyboard, Taylor says he was able to start building his own worlds, a space where he could create. It felt really disconnected from what my dad was doing. I don't know, that might have been conscious. It felt like my own little thing. You know, it definitely was connected in a lot of ways because I grew up watching my dad um, improvise a lot on stage and around the house. He's kind of just like making stuff up and that ended up being a big part of being comfortable improvising now when I perform, but also as a way of generating ideas. Like even now, you know, when you go to the studio, you're just kind of jamming until something cool happens. Taylor moved to New York and enrolled at the New School, where he began performing in jazz bands. He started rapping and leaned into his skills as a beatboxer, a key fixture of his first EP, Broken Vibes, in 2008. In 2014, Taylor put out his debut full-length album, Early Riser, on Flying Lotus's Brain Feeder label. It's a lot more expansive work, leaning into his jazz and hip-hop foundations while exploring experimental sounds of production. The album featured collaborations with Thundercat, Robert Glasper, Marcus Gilmore, and Naipaum of Hiatus Coyote. The album also features a collaboration with his father, Invisible Visible. Working with my dad is, it makes more sense to me now that I'm watching, going back and watching all these YouTubes of his shows. Like, something about him, he always kind of wants to go off the rails in a way. Like, he always, it always ends up getting really out there. Like, goofy, funny. It takes a lot to completely lock him into a zone where he's, like, super serious for an entire song he always wants to get yeah Mm -hmm. so i just had a beat and i let him improvise over for like 20 minutes straight and didn't say anything no notes nothing 
because he would end up having these like incredible phrases that were like that's exactly perfect but followed by like just making super random noises and being a goofball so I've always felt working with my dad is kind of like you just got to give him the mic and just be like just go (laughs) meanwhile Madison and her father have collaborated closely in the past as well she cut her teeth as a part of his band in her early 20s being able to see him and collaborate with him in that way was really amazing. He, like like Taylor said, like he always needs a moment to be really goofy. I was actually given very strict instructions by our dad's sound guy, who has been his sound man since 88 or 89, that we needed to try and avoid looking at each other too much during the show because we would just end up falling out laughing. So being able to collaborate with him in that sense was really amazing. It was like one of the best experiences of my life and being able to travel on the road. Like we were doing world tours and just seeing him in that in that regard because we didn't really go on tour with him as kids, um, but also being in that environment as a musician and not just as his daughter was really great. And just being able to learn how to play with him in that way on a super high level was really amazing. I mean, he he just loves music so much. He loves singing and he ultimately loves just like having a joyful moment with the people around him and being able to witness that is like is one of the greatest pleasures in life for sure. Madison also has a solo career that began similarly to her father's with acapella. Really feel like I hear and can express harmony better vocally than I can on piano. You didn't want it before, so why are you here waiting? I don't understand why you think I am contemplating on ways for you to love again. I had started doing some shows in New York. I was just doing them. I had a little synthesizer and a loop pedal because I didn't want to have a band. I had a band in college, and I like want, really wanted to do something on my own. I started doing these shows, and I would get offered shows that would be like 15-minute sets. And I was looping because I was doing stuff looping. Like, it takes a while to build a song. And so I would only really have time for about three songs in 15 minutes, maybe sometimes two, depending on the song. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to bring a synthesizer with me for that. And people seem to like these acapella songs that I'm doing. I didn't want it to be like, oh, Bobby McFerrin's daughter also does acapella because... I wasn't trying to like do acapella. I was just, that was just one way of me expressing myself and my musicality and a like an affordable way to do shows when it's just one person with a backpack. But then it ended up being a thing that I really fell in love with. And I feel really proud of my capabilities in that regard. While Madison has been intentional about carving out her own career from her father, she says she does sometimes share her music with her dad for feedback. You know, I'll ask him for his advice, particularly around the harmonies and that aspect of things, because 
who better to ask about vocal harmonies than Bobby McFerrin, and he just so happens to be my dad. Uh, you know, like there was this one time where I was playing him some music. I actually played him, this was Stay Away From Me, like a year ago or something. And in the first verse when, or I guess it's the first chorus when like all of the background harmonies come on, he pulled his headphones off and he was like, those are great. And I didn't even have to say anything. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. Seal of approval. That's a thing that I wasn't anticipating or hadn't thought about the fact that that could be another way that my dad and I could bond, but it's been really great. And now it's just the thing where I'm always coming to him with my new stuff just to hear what his opinions are specifically about the vocal harmonies because I want to make them as good as possible. While Madison started her career in acapella, she moved towards fuller instrumentation recently. She's begun self-producing as well as teaming up with Taylor. Taylor's production is all over her 2019 EP, You and I, alongside Madison's own beats. She says she was hesitant initially to step into production since it was Taylor's thing. But with his encouragement, she's begun to broaden her skills and sound, some of which we'll hear on her upcoming debut album, I Hope You Can Forgive Me, out this May. We got hit with the pandemic, and I had this whole tour planned that just obviously didn't happen. And I'd been on the road for like two years straight. And so it was the first time I was really home. And Taylor had told me to just mess around on Ableton. And so then all of a sudden I had all this time and started to learn it. And it ended up being really fun because it was another way for me to express myself, not just vocally, which I think that, you know, sometimes you... I don't want to say that I reached a ceiling vocally because I actually learning how to produce has made it the case that I feel like a better vocalist and know how to use my voice in even bigger ways. Given the generations of talent in their family, I asked the siblings what they thought about the notion of music being in their blood. I feel such a connection to music that I feel like it has to be ancestral. I think that there is something that has been passed along because I know that our grandfather's father was a minister and was like leading the music in that regard. But I definitely believe that there are people that are put on this earth to create joy in that regard and I feel a a very deep connection to music and I feel very proud to be part of a musical legacy and I don't mean that to say like oh my kids have to do music by any means but um, it does feel like something that's in our souls because our dad didn't force us to do music our parents would have been happy with us doing whatever is that we wanted to do it. And even even Taylor's son is like singing. Like we were just with yeah. him in the park. I, I, would the say, <laughs> I would say my biggest evidence is my son. He's super musical. It's really, it's really nice to see. With the broad spectrum of music and influence that's come from their family, I asked Madison and Taylor to tell me what they think is the McFerrin legacy. I know the connection I feel with my dad's approach to music is he's just sharing joy, really with his shows. He's just trying to have like genuine 
moments with an audience that is trying to find a kind of a pure happiness they can share with people and finding it in kind of unexplored territory, kind of pushing yourself to be uncomfortable and having people like kind of roll with you through that experience. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's like spreading joy. I think that would be the McFerrin legacy. The McFerrin family story is still unfolding, but the joy and wonder each family member has brought to the world is already a legacy worth celebrating. For KEXP, I'm Dusty Henry. That was KXP's Dusty Henry speaking with Taylor and Madison McFerrin about their family's history. Madison McFerrin performs in Seattle on March 15th at The Crocodile. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.